Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're here to finish up, well, not finish up, but go 16 through 30 for our wide receiver rankings. Some interesting players in this group. I think, Jeff, I was looking at this before. We have a couple guys that we're about 10 spots different on that fall on this list. So right. we're going to have to – you have to explain yourself. So yeah, a little bit different yeah. than our first 15, that's for sure. No, where is, we were spot on. But with. this this group, I think, is why we say that wide receiver so deep, and that's why I like to go running back, running back early, or at least you know get first-round running back. You can get these players as your wide receiver two or three, and you're perfectly fine. There's a lot of guys here that I think could be really, really good this year. So we'll get into that. Before we do that, make sure you check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. We're on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. The website's fantasyfootballprofit.com. You can always send us questions at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com or message us on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. We'll have a mailbag episode every week. So any of your questions will get on that for you. And we're just going to jump right into the episode, start off with our number 16 player this year, and it's going to be Demarius Thomas. He's your 17th. He's my 16th, so we're really close on that. And you've put him on list of safe players, I know, early yeah. on this year. So we've talked about him a little bit, but he's one of them that kind of goes under the radar because he's been around for so long. Um, and he, you know, it's very true. I mean, just going right into it, he doesn't have the greatest quarterback situation, right? And, that, and that's the only downfall with him, it's the quarterback situation. Because, I mean, still last year with a terrible quarterback situation, he had 90 catches, 1,000 yards, five touchdowns. If that's the low end of what he's going to do, I mean, that's pretty solid, I would say, and with that terrible quarterback situation so yeah and, and right now Simeon is supposed to be the starter um, over Lynch you never know how it's going to play out actually but you know Simeon played much of last year so you think that he improves a little bit um, you know but really Demarius is really as safe as it comes even with that kind of whole situation going on the running backs weren't getting it done they really leaned on that defense he was still ranked I, I believe I'll have to look it up but um, about 20th yeah. overall I think 21st as a wide receiver in yeah. that terrible of a situation is really not too bad and even better people are forgetting about him so it's no, not like you're overpaying for him even if he ends up number 20. No I don't see him being valued very high at all like he's kind of you're not going to overpay for him. So if he doesn't really do much more than he did last year, I think you're paying for what he did last year from everything I've seen. I mean, I haven't heard people excited about him. No one no one seems to be. So I think if there's any step up in quarterback play, he's just going to he's going to jump up a little bit. He's a great player. He's just obviously shown that when he had Peyton Manning throwing him the ball. Even when Osweiler was there, he wasn't that bad, which is still strange that Osweiler did that for him, but you know, I, I think I kind of like it just because I think it's a good value this year. Yeah, I do too. I, I I don't think you're overpaying for him at all. And even better, I think he actually still has upside because of where he's going. Yep. You know, compared to last year when I don't think people really understood the full gravity of what was happening at the QB. Yep. So, yeah, I, I absolutely love the guy. And I mean, what else can you say against him? Every time that he goes out there, he's, you know, he looks like the dominant player. Just yep. a giant guy, great in the red zone. I mean, he really has no weakness to his well, game. And actually, when we put him here at 16, I kind of feel like we might be even high on him, but we're not. He's actually consensus-wise 14th right now. His ADP's 14, which mm-hmm. maybe people are coming around on that. I just don't see it in drafts, though. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't see it like in an auction, I guess I'm saying. Maybe in a snake draft he does that, but in an auction, I don't feel like his price goes too crazy. And so you can get him for you know some good price here. He's Right now he's ranked one spot behind Brandon Cooks and Hopkins, who were on our last episode, and ADP's right behind them. 
That's I mean I like that where he's at. We're we're pretty close on that one. Yeah. And I really don't think his quarterback situation is going to be worse this year. If anything, it'll be better. I think they want Paxton Lynch to take that job. Don't know if he's going to get to that point. Yeah, but. they want to, but I mean, uh, you just we'll see. I guess yep. preseason will tell a lot about that. All right, number seventeen is Devonte Adams, my nineteenth player, your sixteenth player. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to have him on one of your teams this year. If I'm, if I'm, yeah. So, so he will be. He's kind of your guy. He'll be here. a what keeper is, on one of them. So what do you, what do you like? I know what you like about the offense. I yeah. think all the numbers he did. Is there any hesitation that this could be Randall Cobb part two? Remember Randall Cobb a couple years ago? What had like twelve touchdowns? Came back yeah. and just didn't quite do it. Is could this happen to Devontae Adams? I mean, is he that special of a talent? He he could, right? I mean, it could happen. I, I don't see it. I really don't see it because I think that's the only reason that happened to Cobb is because he got injured. Yeah. It wasn't he just got outplayed. Um Devontae Adams had a wonderful season. Will he regress a bit? Probably. Because he had a ridiculous touchdown year. That's um, my worry. It's a yeah. lot of touchdowns. But even with that, I mean, so he ended up I, I gotta look these up real quick, but I'm pretty sure he ended up eighth overall. Yeah, it was right around in wide receivers. So he he ends up eighth overall in wide receivers, and now you can get him at you know seventeenth. So yeah. even if he regresses, you're still getting him. Like I, that's where I think he he should be valued. Actually, his ADP currently is 21st right now. See, and I think that's, that's I think that's a little too yeah, low. That is, I mean, especially with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, and he's behind. I'm trying to look at some of the players behind. Like Allen Robinson, you know, those kind. He's behind Pryor, which, I mean, I like Pryor, but I can see that. He's also behind, he's a, one spot behind Jarvis Landry. Well, especially with Cutler and all the things going on in Miami, um, Jarvis Landry has, you know, fallen for me. Maybe he'll be suspended himself. Could, yeah. And Not this year, probably. Yeah, Nothing will happen. We'll but. find out. But, I mean, and the, I mean, he was right around 1,000 yards. So... And only 75 receptions. So it's not mm-hmm. like he had the, the greatest year he could ever possibly have. Mm-hmm. He had 12 touchdowns. It's, so say thing, even yeah. if that falls to eight, which would be a huge regression, he, I think this is still a good spot for him. Well, and people might look at those numbers first years and be like, yeah, well, it's just maybe a one-year fluke. But really, it's a third-year breakout if you really look mm-hmm. at it. Like we've talked about many times about these receivers. They seem to break out year three, year four. Maybe that's what it was, too. I mean, combine that with a good offense. I mean, the volume should be there. Do you think he still can get that 120 targets? That's if if Cobb's healthy. I mean, I mean Martellus Bennett. Yeah. The question I mean, is, why wouldn't he? I guess get that kind of you know. If they if they like him as their sure number two, if I just I just think there's something more with Cobb there. Yeah, that's I mean, my. I think that's. I think you might be. I think you might be the the lone guy actually on the Cobb bandwagon right now. I, I like him, but I, I do I, see him as a, a number three. I yeah. see him as a distant three, and also. Devontae Adams, what I like about that is the same thing you saw with Jordy Nelson, right? Obviously, he's not Jordy Nelson, but at the same time, him and Aaron Rodgers work very well together in the red zone, hence why Jordy Nelson always gets a ton of touchdowns. It's not always long bombs to him, even though he's super fast. Um, Devontae Adams works very well down there, too. My, I guess my bigger concern more than Cobb is the fact that they get their running game going and they don't have to throw in those red zone situations as much. But tell you the truth, I don't really see that happening either. I think Ty Montgomery... It will be a little more serviceable as a running back, but I think he'll probably end up being more of a wide receiver down there anyway. So I, I think people are are putting Devonta Adams down a little too low, but I understand the hesitation. Regression a bit, yes, but is he still a top fifteen? I think so. 
All right, number 18, Sammy Watkins. And we have a little bit of a different – I see you're shaking your head already yeah. at this Well, point. I already know this is <laughs> going to turn into a fight. <laughs> I have him 14th. You have him 21st. Would you – okay. He's he Sammy Watkins, if he's healthy, he will be a top 10 receiver without a doubt. If he plays 16 games this year – I'm putting him 14th right now, but if he plays 16 games, he will be in the top 10 at the end of the year. Okay. I, I'm like almost 100% sure of that. I'm ranking him lower because I'm not sure he's going to play 16 games, obviously. That's the hesitation. That's the question. How many games does he have to play for him to actually be 14th? 14th. So you actually think he's going to play 14 games? That's that's my whole that's my whole argument. He's with ready him. to go in the preseason here. That's a big step. Like they're probably going to play him in preseason game one here. That alone shows me that hey, there there's no question marks there. They're not worried about it. They're not holding them out. Well, yeah, meh. We'll so I'm going to read. Yeah, it. we'll see. I mean, yes, if he he will move up my charts probably to the beginning of the year if. You know, if he actually doesn't seem like he's getting banged up, yeah. but um, that foot is an incredibly scary thing for a wide receiver, wide receiver to have. Um, so I, I just I back off, and I think 14. I mean, if if you really have any concerns about him getting hurt, which he's one of the few players I actually consider that. Um, you know, would I take him over a bunch of the other guys? That's why he keeps drifting back mm-hmm. for me because it doesn't matter how how great you are if you're not on the field. You can't give me any points. Well, why I like to take him here, I, I put him there, and I think it, I like him as a wide receiver too, is because of how deep wide receiver is. I mm-hmm. feel like if you're, you know, even if you play three receiver, but if, especially in a league where you play two receivers, you get Sammy Watkins as your two, but you can get really solid options as your three or four. That if Sammy Watkins doesn't work out, eh, you throw in Calvin Benjamin, Willie Sneed, Moncrief, one of those kind of guys, and they become your two, and you're okay with it. That's kind of why I like to take the risk on a guy I think could be a top-end wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I'm at. I think he's – out of these guys in his middle tier, I think he has the best – he's the best, I think, talent here. Yeah, has I, the most potential yeah, to be I, a top I, I don't argue with that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he really is phenomenal talent-wise. Is, is he more of a situational player? So if you already have a safe number one – Yes. So, so if you didn't have that, he might – Drop down because Probably. there is more risk. Yeah, there. and that's like yeah. Never, I never want him as my number one. Which just, I mean, at fourteen, that is getting a little borderline on being that, which is kind of mm-hmm. scary. But I don't want him to be that number one. Yeah, I'd like to have more of a top five guy to to pair him with. If I'm down, the, yeah. If I guess if my number one's like a T. Y. Hilton or an Amari Cooper, especially if it's Amari Cooper, I don't really probably want to team up Cooper and Watkins. There's a lot of potential there. They both could be great, but. Yeah, there's right. Cooper's not going to get touchdowns, but right. who knows? We talked about him last time, but so rate him according to talent. But when you're in the draft, it, you might it's situational. It'll, yeah, it'll be situational. And, yeah. and that's why I, I, I mean, get that. Like we I say, we rank these guys in an order, but roster construction can be different. You know, yeah, you just yep. can't always go 100 percent by the ranks. Got to what you have. You might have to get a safe option. You might go more risky. This depends. Which good safe options are number 19 guy, Michael Crabtree. Yeah. My 18th. You're 19th, mm-hmm. right there. Just consistent. He's going to get a lot of targets. He's in a pretty good offense. Cooper, I think, is going to step up a little bit, but I don't really know if that's going to take away a lot of targets. I think Cooper might just get some more touchdowns. Crabtree, I think, is just going to be safe. I mean, what, I can't remember his target numbers, but his target numbers, we had talked about him a while back, were just ridiculous every year. Just he he continually gets targets every time. Yeah, and the last, I mean, he's only been on Oakland for two years, but his numbers are almost identical yep. each of those two years and I would expect very very similar um, so I, I do think that Carr will be a little bit better and I think Amari Cooper will be better but I don't think that leaves Crabtree out in the cold by any means so I think another thousand yards with eight TDs 
is probably what you can you know expect from him, and he is very very safe. Yeah, so that's I mean, what that's what you love about that kind of guy. The only thing I hate when I get down to this level of wide receivers because I mean I always look at this way, but I want these guys as my third. It doesn't quite work that way, mm-hmm. but he's a you can I mean I guess there's some guys below him that could be a little better, but he's just very safe and I'd like to yeah again he's a guy I'd like to team with. You know, one of those back end wide receiver ones that might not be as like a T.Y. Hilton type or Michael Thomas, even. Right. Just buoy it to make sure. I don't think you can go wrong with him. I'm not like terribly excited about it. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like. Yep. I I totally understand. I got a few of these guys like this where I'm just kind of not. I don't. I can't get excited about them, I guess. And if. But they're on my team. I'm okay with it. But the nice thing is about like a Crabtree, I feel like he doesn't go for a crazy price. No, he doesn't. And um, he's kind of nice, too, in one direction. He's kind of because do get him and say okay, I have a legitimate number two receiver on my team that's probably going to be safe week in and week out. Yeah. And then if I get a bunch of these guys because it is really deep, if I get a bunch of these guys later on and one of them breaks out, then even better, right? So I I can slide Crabtree down one, so he's the number three consistent guy. Yeah. Um, but then again, if there's an injury, anything like that, I still have that safe well, number two wide receiver to see, lay back on. I say that I like to, him to be my wide receiver three. We don't quite rank him as that, but I think you could. His ADP is twenty three right now. Yeah, and so, well, that shows it too. I, I think once you're in there, you start taking guys with what you can see, perceive as higher ceiling. That's what happens with Crabtree. People rank him like mm-hmm. they should, you know, in a way, and then he doesn't actually. You don't draft him that way because he's ranked, let's say, five spots ahead of Tyreek Hill, but Tyreek Hill's being drafted ahead of him. So yeah, and know, that, that, that kind of perceived thing. ceiling, yeah. Yep, and Landry's being drafted ahead of him as well. So it's, I get it. I get why it happens because I kind of feel the same way sometimes. But I mean, there's a lot worse options than Michael Crabtree. Oh yeah. All right, let's go number twenty. I think this is a worse option. I'm not hitting this one. Allen Robinson, your 18th, my 21st. Maybe it's not the player. It's just I don't like the team. Yeah. And I, the more I think about it, the more I look at it, I don't think Blake Bortles is any good at all. We talked about like we think Jacksonville should give him another chance, one more year. Sure, give him that year, but I just don't think he's going to do anything with that year. I don't. I don't think he's good. Yeah. And that's the, that's why I don't I'm think there's going to yeah. be a good situation for Allen Robinson. I think they want to run the ball. I mean, if you heard this from Doug Marone, their coach is like, basically, if he could run the ball every play, they're going to. <laughs> I don't think that bodes well for. I mean, yeah, just coach speak. He's just saying a lot of these coaches want to run the ball, run the ball. I think he doesn't want to pass the ball with Blake Bortles. That's for. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I don't know what happened between. I mean, his sophomore year, it looked like he took a giant leap. Bortles did. It was just garbage time. And then, he, so and then he came time. back to town to earth. Uh, you know, and that was a big thing. You with Allen Robinson, when you have a quarterback that's throwing thirty-five touchdowns, he, I mean, he really is quite an athlete. Where he can go up, get it. He can do a lot of great things on the field. So, when you're getting that kind of opportunity, he's wonderful. And then you drop all the way down to twenty-three touchdowns from your quarterback, and it becomes very like feast or famine. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping the run game kind of gets that offense back on track. But I think Allen Robinson here is probably okay. That last year does scare me quite a bit because I'm not really – it's hard to pinpoint exactly what went wrong I think for him. Just, I, I just think the quarterback's bad. I think Allen Robinson's talented enough. I mean, he showed that. Has, yeah, two years ago just, he was phenomenal. I honestly think it's just going to be Blake Bortles, and that's going to be the problem. And I don't know if he's good enough. I don't think there's any just any way that – he's going to ever do anything more than that. I think the reason you can draft him here at number 20 is the same reason that I fight it, but you can draft DeAndre Hopkins you know, in the top yeah. 15. Like They're that talented they can overcome it. And let's be honest, Allen Robinson is still probably in a better situation than DeAndre Hopkins is. Maybe. 
I, mean, I don't know. The fact that Bortles has thrown 35 touchdowns yeah, and 4,500 yards is one thing compared to, you know, Tom Savage. Is DeAndre Hopkins more talented? Yes, I would say, without a doubt. But, um, you know, you just never know. And I, I think the only knock, the extra knock against Allen Robinson is he's not the only guy in town. I mean, they have Marquise Lee. Hearns has shown he can do a little bit with the new run game. So they have a little, a few more weapons that I think they can spread the ball around to. Um, so that that's kind of more what scares me more than Bortles, right? Because it yeah. doesn't matter how bad you suck as long as you keep throwing the ball. Yeah, speaking of Marquise Lee, I still don't see the guy being drafted anywhere. I know, and that's a crazy one because he actually was quietly good, and you we'll had see. brought gonna, him up earlier. I haven't drafted him either, so I can't say much. But I'm just watching him on the waivers. I guess I just there's guys I like ahead of him. I think he will step up. We mm-hmm. weren't, we're not going to talk about him even on our no. next episode. So maybe in our top sixty. Yeah, maybe a sleeper, another sleeper episode. <laughs> Number twenty one is Terrell Pryor, who actually is both of our 20th-ranked players. That's the way it works. He drops 21st. He's an interesting one, new situation. I don't really 100% know what to expect. I think obviously he's in a better situation than Cleveland, so you just have to think the numbers are going to go up because of that. I mean, 77 catches for 1,000 yards, four touchdowns. So at the very least, I think the touchdowns go up. If he keeps those numbers similar, 80 and 1,000, if he gets eight touchdowns, he's even more valuable, and he was already a good player. But I see people... I mean, not like all the, not a lot of the experts necessarily. There's some that put him in the top ten that I see. I think that's a little wishful thinking right there, and I don't see that. I think there's still a lot of options to throw the ball around. Well, there could be, I guess. Jordan Reed, who knows with him. So if Jordan Reed's healthy, though, if Crowder's there getting catches, if um, Josh Doxson steps up, which I hope still happens, is there going to be enough to go around for Prior to have a massive year? Or not, and I think that's kind of we're ranking the twentieth because that's kind of our worry too. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because I really, really, really like Pryor, and it's kind of funny because I'm like twentieth is you know it's a good spot for him, but last year he was eighteenth and he was on a way worse team, so he's one of those that probably continue to go up my board when I actually get the courage to kind of leapfrog a lot of these other guys, and that's the problem. The guys in front of him have kind of proven it; they've been in the situation before where they're on the same team for three years in a row. Um, so you kind of know what to expect, um, especially he's really only had one full year of being a wide receiver. Yeah, he has, and that I mean, was last year. It is one full year. I mean, the other year he had one catch. Yeah. So I mean, last year was it. Um, the other, I mean, the other great thing about him too is it was one of the stats I had talked about um, previously, probably a month ago or so. But um, I mean, really, when he was on Cleveland, the percent of throws that were to him uh, that were off target. It was crazy. It was like a quarter. Of oh, them. yeah, yeah. And it was it was mind-blowing, and he still put up that kind of number. So, I mean, he, this guy has probably got one of the higher ceilings in the NFL once, you know, before you hit probably the top just, seven wide receivers. It's too bad he didn't convert to receiver about four years ago now because he's right. 28 years old already. So And I think that's probably, years, why, probably why Cleveland let him go, so it might actually benefit well, him. And it kind of worries me in a way – he only got a one-year deal, and there wasn't really many people out there trying to get him, it felt like. I just don't know. Maybe maybe teams more, know more than us. I just I feel like there's something there. i just going to kind of – I mean, 20th is – we're not going crazy with this rank, so I still like him. But Yeah, I mean, personally, I would love to have him on my team. But, but once but again, you, you look at all these other how guys. How comfortable do you feel with him as a wide receiver, too? Do you feel comfortable with that? I 
Well, I, mean, I, I feel slightly... like it's very similar to my feelings as Sammy Watkins. Okay, but that's why I guess well, you'd feel comfortable with him as a wide receiver too, especially if I guess if you missed if you went running back heavy early, mm-hmm. then yeah, that's the kind of guy I guess you are okay with. Yeah, that's why you feel okay with it because it's not maybe the greatest option, but yeah. how much worse is he than some of the guys ahead of him? I guess exactly. And I don't feel like he's necessarily an injury risk. Uh, I mean, he has all the tools too. I mean, six four, the guy can really fly. And you're with Kirk Cousins in that you know that Washington offense yep. who loves to throw the ball. And we don't really know if their run game is going to be any good this year. Yep. So, yeah, I, I really do like this guy's upset. Yep. And just like say again, like, yeah, we have these guys ranked in this certain order right now. But in reality, they're so interchangeable in this group, I think. From all the ones we've talked about, I could put in any order and be okay with it, really. And that's why I think wide receiver is so deep. I mean, yeah, there's some I like a little bit more, but – it's there's so many good players here. So yeah, it's just, I do think that, and once again, that's why we always talk about harp on getting running backs early. It's because in this middle section, they are a little bit interchangeable, and I think it does come down a little more situation how you're building your team, what you got prior, um, <laughs> what you got before. That's funny, um, but yeah. So uh, Terrell Pryor, wonderful athlete. I think this will be the the measuring stick to see what he's going to do the next couple of years, especially if he gets a rapport with Cousins early. Another wonderful athlete, Martavis Bryant. 22nd. Another guy I would love to, you know, keep going up. And now we actually might be able to. He, he looks like he's finally cleared today to finally practice. actually participate in yeah. practice. I mean, he is – it's weird. Martavis Bryant just a weird situation for me. I'm actually starting to like him a lot lately. Ended up on one of my teams. Actually, he's on two of my teams right now. And I don't know why I came around it. I guess it's just, again, if you're looking for a player in this group of players – that has the ability and the talent to jump up into a top 10, he's the guy, I think. Just he hasn't played very much. That's that's it. I mean, when he did play, he looked great, and he's going to be opposite Antonio Brown, so no one's going to cover him. Yeah, so, he's in a, he is in a great position. And I, I've liked this guy a long time. It's just, you know, I w- wish he would have gotten his stuff together before. So, you know, you're not wrong the year before when, <laughs> when he gets busted and gets suspended. But, um, yeah, and the, the only thing – the thing I don't like about Bryant, and the only thing I don't like about him, is the fact that he's getting so much hype. Yeah. And so he's not going to go for any sort of value. You'll actually have to go up and get him ahead of a bunch of guys that are much safer options. Yeah, see, we have him 20, say 22nd, which is weird. You have him 23rd, I have him 25th, just the way that ended up working out. His actual, we're a little higher. His consensus rank right now is 27th but he is being drafted ADP 24 so he's getting he's moving up I think and and now that he's reinstated officially I'm sure he'll actually keep moving up and this guy is literally one big play in the preseason away from skyrocketing the top 15 and we have you see it all the time and it could happen with a bunch of guys he's, but this yeah. guy is such a big playmaker you know you're not going to do it if you see a guy get you know five catches in the preseason you're not going to wow this guy can make yep. one catch and people will lose their minds. So well, there's a yeah, he's, he's one of those guys. Yeah, if he if he has this big preseason, he's going to jump up on another one in a little bit. Calvin Benjamin done it tonight mm-hmm. already, and people are already hearing it. Yep. Calvin Benjamin's looking great in preseason. I, mean, I don't really take much stock in a preseason. Maybe preseason game three when the starters play the first half and there's actually a full. No one's playing their real defense right now. No, it's just it's not. It's more about rookies for me yeah. for preseason. Yeah. Like, I just want to see the running back, if he looks comfortable, if he's making good yeah. cuts, hitting holes. That's more what I look yeah, for. Just try not to read too yeah. much into it. I mean, we've seen guys break out in the preseason and never heard from again. So just sometimes it matters, sometimes it doesn't. So how do we know when it does? It's just kind of just, eh, you know, pay attention to it, but not a, not too much. Don't jump up $10 in an auction on a guy because of it. Yeah, but and the thing also you have to love about Bryant is – I mean, really, what's a realistic 
touchdown margin that he could actually get. The, his rookie year, 2014, he only played in 10 games and he had eight touchdowns. And in 2015, he played in 11 games and had six. So, I mean, you know, they love him in the red zone. I mean, he's 6'4". He's very, very fast, very athletic. It seems like this is the first year he's actually training at all, which is very scary. So, I mean, he is one of these freak athletes, much like Pryor. I mean, both are 6'4", both can really run. Um, so both of these guys I'm, I'm really, really high on because I, I just think the, the sky's the limit if they can really, you know, lock down that, oh, for him, wide receiver two, but Pryor wide receiver one. Well, we move from Bryant to a guy pretty much on the opposite end of the spectrum in age and how much he's done. It's Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. He's, done, he's done everything. He's still up here for us, 23rd. My, yeah, we, this is weird because, yeah, he's my 26th year, 24th. These guys are a little higher because we have guys coming down a little bit that we are so far apart on that just end up skewing these rankings a little mm-hmm. bit. But Fitzgerald, I mean, how do you not expect 100 catches? That's pretty much how this rank is. If it's a PPR league, he should be a little bit higher, and you're going to get a great year out of him. Because really, it's him and John Brown catch balls, and we don't even know if John Brown's what he's going to do yet. And even at the very best, I don't see John Brown being a guy who's going to get a lot of targets. I see like a 70-catch season. Who else is there? What's there? The rookie? Uh, what's his name? Chad Williams? Is that J.J. Nelson's yeah. there? You know, those kind of guys. I mean, it's still going to be Larry Fitzgerald. And I'm wondering how much he actually will get because it is, but you know, but if if JJ's there and John yeah. Brown is actually healthy and Johnson is really gonna get as many carries and touches as they say he is, I mean, the last two years he had 109 catches and 107. So I mean, that is crazy high production, and he got 1,200 yards and then a thousand. So I feel like it is going down slowly. Doesn't mean he won't be able to be usable, but this is the first year where I'm actually kind of backing away from Fitzgerald a little bit and saying. Usable, definitely. But will he always be that that confident, even number three wide receiver? Um, I'm starting to have my doubts for the first time. But, I mean, that's pretty crazy after – I mean, how long has he been in the league? 14 seasons, I think. That is crazy production for that long. 33, wow. So, yeah. um, But I think at this point – you know, he pretty much serves as their well, he, tight end. He's a tight end. Yeah, exactly. He's basically tight which end. Who is their tight end? Gresham yet? I think Gresham. They don't. They don't use him. It's. I mean, Fitzgerald basically fills that role. He's going to get all those catches. It's like an Anquan Bolden for you know, kind of situation. Not quite, but better than yeah. Bolden. Well, but Bolden's even like thirty six and still in the league. Fitzgerald might have a few more. Signed years. with Baltimore. I'm sorry. Buffalo, signed with Buffalo. Which he's not going to make my ranks anywhere. <laughs> um, it's just that kind of they're moving into that kind of role, and I think the catches are still going to be there because of it. But there's yeah, there's not there could still be some touchdowns. The yards aren't going to be crazy. He's not going to get, I mean, probably huge yardage games that could drop him. That's why he's a lot more valuable in PPR than he is standard. But yeah, I yeah I know what you mean. Like he's not going to go for much in very in many auction drafts, so he's always ranked here. But you can get him as a fourth receiver on a lot of lot of instances. Uh, he's always a value pick. That's what's wonderful about him. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, I think you ended up with him last year. I put you on the spot, but do you remember what yeah. you got him for? I know it was an auction draft. Um, I think I had him the last two seasons, and I'm pretty sure I got him for about 7 bucks each time, right around there. It's under $10, which I don't think you can go wrong with that. There's no risk. No, yeah. So no if, he does, if this is the year he does just fall off, gets hurt, never does anything again, you're not, you're not out anything. But if he's steady, he's a good steady <laughs> option. And in 14 seasons, he's missed six games. Yeah, he, he's, that he, is crazy. he just doesn't. He's always there. He's always going to get some catches. All right, number 24 for us is Golden Tate. I actually have him up at 23 right now, and you have him 28th. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still that same kind of range. It's If he can continue what he did the last half of last season, he's going to be up there no problem. But if he has the beginning of the last year. Which one are we going to see? That's pretty much what it's it comes It's the same thing with Marvin Jones. It's the yeah. opposite. We don't have Marvin in these ranks until we get a little deeper. But 
I can I kind of think Marvin Jones is going to step up a little bit. It's not going to be end of the year Marvin Jones, but it's not going to be beginning of the year, so it might be more of a mix. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a, it's a hard read for me with, with Golden Tate. Again, he's another guy I just don't get excited about. Because, I, I mean, I don't know. I hate with these guys because I don't exactly know what to expect. When they have two halves of a season that are so different, how do you know which one's going to show up this year? I hate that. That makes it very – I'm very hesitant to draft a guy like that. Yeah, and – the thing about that too is he's never been a, a big touchdown guy. Um, so three seasons with Detroit, who he's obviously with now, he's played all 16 games. Very durable guy. He always gets a lot of catches. Um, usually right around 90. Um, the first year he was with Detroit, he got 1,300 yards with four TDs, which 1,300 yards is great yardage. Wonderful. The next year he dropped all the way down to 800 and has six touchdowns. So you're like, you know, right away you're wondering where that went, where that came from because he played a full season. And then he follows it up last year with a hot and cold, ends up with a thousand yards and four touchdowns again. So, you know, can you expect much more than four or five touchdowns? No, probably not, especially with all the other weapons that Detroit has. And if Ebron steps up, if yeah. Galladay's anything. Exactly. And now you have Abdullah that's actually healthy. So, um, and you still have Marvin Jones, which, you know, as frustrating as he was had last year, you know, Tate was almost as equally as frustrating. So, um, I, I'm. That's why you kind of fell here because I feel like kind of the line. I'm assuming like probably about a thousand yards and four touchdowns. But he's fine as a wide receiver three, and that's where yeah. he's at. So and once again in PPR, he does jump up a bit because you know he will catch ninety balls, like it's almost guaranteed. Move on to another guy who it's just hard to talk about because neither of us are excited about him. It's Jarvis Landry, mm. my twenty fourth year, twenty seventh. Because it's another one of these guys who just catches balls. He just he's steady in that way. But he did drop down last year a little bit from his prior years. Still had 94 catches, but the year before he had 110 catches. And I kind of expect Devontae Parker to make a jump, but now what do we expect with Cutler there? Is We kind of talked about it the other day. It seems like Cutler's a receiver, but I don't know how much accurate that is because he had Brandon Marshall, whatever. He had, you know, that's kind of who he targeted. But he also threw the ball a lot to Eddie Royal mm-hmm. when he was even in Denver and in Chicago, I think both places. He had, and he had Brandon Marshall in both places, but. He threw it. Eddie Royal did well. So is that going to be that kind of situation? I don't know if you can really say for sure what he's going to do. I mean, can he just step into this offense? He hasn't been with this team. He's never played with these guys. Maybe a safe option like Landry's something he's going to throw the ball. I, I don't know. It's a hate situation. we got a quarterback coming in who hasn't been with the team. With Tannehill, I would have been sure Landry's going to get, you know, 90 to 100 catches. No problem. I, I still think he'll do something like that. But is there a reason the team hasn't? offered him any kind of extension is are they, is he even in their future plans and uh, i worry about the off field stuff actually yeah, creeping in because now now that's all you're starting to hear about him. yeah we don't know anything we don't know what's going on with this whole thing now it's just never good news when you hear anything yeah so i mean i mean you figure out the guy i mean even last year he had a little over 1100 yards with four t- touchdowns right so he's a lot like tate in the way that he's going to get some good yardage he's a very safe possession wide receiver good for football um but because of the low TDs and kind of, you know, yeah, you're not going to catch money more. I mean, 111 catches is crazy, and he still only had, you know, uh, 1150 with four touchdowns yeah. again. So that's not going anywhere. On top of that, you throw all this off-field stuff to take your, you know, focus away, and you're taking away your kind of safety blanket, Tannehill, who he's played with his entire season or his entire career pretty much, um, and Devontae Parker. We're both expecting him to mm-hmm. jump up, and he only had like he didn't have that many catches last no. year. There's definitely more room to increase his targets. And Ajayi was so good in that you know when he was really giving the ball a ton. 
I, this is why Landry fell for me because yeah. I, I do see instead of 110, which you know some people might see, I see more of a mid 80s catch like receptions this year. So. Will he be worthwhile to have in your team? Yes. It's, is it going to be Landry of old? No. Yeah, and if he doesn't get the 100 catches, he's not as valuable. because no. I mean, he's had 13 touchdown catches in his entire career. That's over three seasons. He's never missed a game. 13 touchdowns off of 288 catches. It's, you no. know, and that's why even on PPR, I wouldn't. Yeah. I probably wouldn't even jump him up that much because I, I think there's a lot of question marks around, mm-hmm. surrounding this guy now. But if he gets targets, he's going to catch the ball. He catches seventy two percent of his targets last year. Which Don't get wrong. I'm looking at catch rates, phenomenal, like that's one phenomenal of the best receiver. Yeah, it's just that's that's by far one of the yeah. better ones I've seen. And I just don't know if that volume is going to be there as much as it was before. Number twenty six, it's Dante Moncrief. I kept saying Dante again before we started. <laughs> and don't know why. He's your twenty second player, my thirty first player. Well, damn, you you've been the big Don. Dante Moncrief guy. Yeah. So I'm going to let you talk about Dante Moncrief and why you like him so much. Because I kind of have him where he should be. So Yeah. It, he just hasn't done it, so I want to see what yeah, he does. Yeah, uh, I really like Moncrief and his upside. Um, his injury concern wasn't as worrying, right? So last year he missed seven games. Um, but he still has seven touchdowns. I mean, his red zone, mm-hmm. his red zone appearance, what he's going to do, is catch a lot of touchdowns for this team because other than that, they have T.Y. Hilton, they have an aging Frank Gore, which you know I still have love for Frank even though he's getting older, and um, I mean, you know Jack Doyle. I mean, there's not a whole lot, a whole lot there, right? So Moncrief comes in and he has a major hole that he can fill, and especially in the red zone, he can really, really take advantage of that. The only thing that worries me now is now that we're getting farther into the season, is this luck situation, mm-hmm. and if luck is not there. Moncrief starts creeping back. So, you know, especially knowing that he's probably not going to play week one now, uh, you know, I could probably even move him back uh, a few spots already. Um, I wouldn't move him back as quite as far as you probably because I really do think that his upside is really, really great. Um, anytime he's out there, he looks wonderful. And like I said before, he, he plays the wide receiving position differently than anyone else on that team. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of needed. Say I just haven't seen enough from him to have him up ahead of some of these guys, and I just worry about the situation right now. I mean, I think Luck will be fine. He's not going to go on the pup list to start the year. He'll be there, mm-hmm. but he hasn't worked. It's just I don't like the risk. Yeah, how many? Right even now. if you miss one or two games, how many games before you're back to yeah, your normal just, self? He's not going to play until week one. He's not going to get any work. So I guess it's just something that there's. I I see the potential there. I just see other guys that I feel are safer and have done more in the past that I'm going to be happier with on my team mm-hmm. all right number 27 Calvin Benjamin your 25th my 28th which I'm starting to feel like I guess after tonight in his good preseason that he's going to go up a little he probably will go up slightly but I was really loving when everyone was doubting him I'd because like, he was one of my yeah. sleepers I'm like dude you can grab this guy late he's going to produce don't worry about it yeah I think there is he has out of these guys on here another one who can really jump up I don't know if he's ever going to be as as good as maybe people thought two years ago, he's maybe not that. He's not some. He's not an amazing athlete. He's just a big guy who's going to catch balls. Obviously, the whole talk about him just being out of shape. <laughs> he doesn't really quite look out of shape. And just I've seen some of the highlights. He's not really out of shape. He's just a big guy. That's what he is. He's a big guy, but he's going to catch touchdowns that way. Yeah. And he's going to probably catch a lot of touchdowns. It's just I don't know how good Cam Newton's going to be to get him the ball. Hopefully, that was just a one year downfall there last year. Who knows? But my other worry is it feels like. They're kind of changing the offense. If all that's what all signs are pointing to by getting McCaffrey, getting Curtis Samuel, that they were going to go with more of this short passing game, you know, throw it out to the side there and let these guys 
work with the ball. Maybe Calvin's not going to get as many targets. I think he's still going to get touchdowns. It'll still be very valuable. Yeah. And the crazy part about it is even last year, you know, everyone was super down on him. He finished the 20th overall wide receiver, right? Um, and he only had 63 receptions. So his yard per catch was really, really high. And so he had 950 yards with seven touchdowns. For only 63 catches, that is great, great production. And we already talked about how much the Panthers, you know, their woes were last year. So if they get back on track at all, and once again, there's no one else to really throw it to. You have Olsen. Now you have McCaffrey and, you know, Samuel, who are both rookies. Yep. But who do you have on the other side of him? Funches? Like, hey, he's still going to get looking excellent, remember? He's looking <laughs> yeah. excellent. Yep. It's one, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. But yeah. once again, I think he's very safe. Uh, PPR... You know, I'd probably knock him down yeah. because he doesn't get a whole lot of catches. Yep. But when he does, he scores big. So, All right, 28th is Willie Sneed. You're 26th, my 27th. I, this is a good spot for him. I don't want to see him go higher than this. I've been mm-hmm. worried that he's going to go a little bit higher. Kind of looking at the past numbers, Saints wide receiver twos really don't catch more than about 80 balls maximum. That's about their top level is about 70 to 80 passes. Sneed should be in that range. This is why he should be ranked here. I get a lot, see a lot of people really excited about him and jumping him up a little higher, like round to 20th, which I don't think you're going to see that from him. Drew Brees doesn't just target one guy all the time. He's still going to spread the ball around. Thomas will get his 90 to 100, probably 90 catches. Snead will get 70 to 80. And that's, I mean, that's where he's going to be at. So if people are expecting 90 catches and, you know, 1,100 yards, I don't see that happening. And I just don't know if the touchdowns will be there. I think Michael Thomas is going to soak up a lot of touchdowns. And those running backs are going to get touchdowns. They're going to use them somehow. I mean, Reese is still going to throw a bunch, but he'll throw them to those guys. He'll Fleener still could catch some touchdowns. Gin's there. I mean, they have a ton of miles. He'll be good. I think he's going to be very good. I think he's going to be safe player. I just don't expect. I don't think there's going to be this huge leap up. Yeah, and I get that. And I mean, this is a good spot for him. I mean, this would be a solid number three wide receiver. That I, I do think he is upside. I, I do worry about the touchdowns. That's kind of where I fall. Do I think he's going to get a thousand yards? Absolutely, I do. Because um, I mean, he had almost a thousand yards his you know in his rookie year with New Orleans. So, but he only had three touchdowns and then four. I don't know if he'll go much higher. You know, maybe he'll get six. So, how high is his ceiling? I'm not so sure. But um, I think he is very very safe to have. Um, and he's one of these guys that I love because I thought you'd get such a value on him. Um, and he's slowly going up and up everyone's ranks, so it's becoming kind of a, you know, wait and see kind of thing. But um, I think he'll be very good, but I think you hit on a, a lot of points that are that are the words. How many receptions is he going to get? What kind of red zones is he going to get looked at? All right, 29th, Tyreek Hill. Now here's a big difference. He's 32nd for you. I have him 22nd. Whoa. And I'm going to sound like a crazy person here in a minute. Was it, this is funny, too, because you're like okay. a yo-yo when it comes to Hill. Last year, I was the only one on Tyreek Hill yeah, well, week the, seven or eight. I don't think anybody talked about Tyreek Hill before. Legitimately I the first person to ever talk about Tyreek Hill, and I thought you were crazy. And then he, all of a sudden, I kind of worried about this offense. I felt like he's getting overvalued. Macklin leaves. I still didn't, I guess, put him up that high, but I don't know. Okay, here it is. I think Tyreek Hill is just an exceptional athlete, an exceptional player. I could kind of, I'm, I'm don't want to say it because I feel like I'm, I'm going to sound like a crazy person. I could see him being okay. This is really I can't even say it. So don't do say it. it. Can't <laughs> say it. He's he's gonna he's like an Antonio Brown type. He's that good of an athlete. Antonio Brown was used more situationally his first couple of years. They kind of did that with Tyree Kill, but they wanted to give him the ball. Not I'm not saying he's going to be Antonio Brown. I'm just saying he's going to he's a player like that who's just so quick and so fast. It doesn't matter his size. He's mm-hmm. going to beat the corner off the 
off the ball or you know from the snap every single time he's going to get open so they can put him wherever they want they did all kinds of things with him last year i think he's going to get more of a chance to show his receiving skills this year the only reason he was a fifth round draft pick is because of the off field issues this guy was he got kicked off oklahoma state because of you know all the all the stuff going on with him and that's why he fell so far otherwise talented he should have been a first round pick last year and I really like. I'm getting excited about him as a player, and I think there's that type of potential, like top ten wide receiver potential in the future. Year. Maybe it's not this year because it doesn't quite happen like that. But I think you're going to start to see more flashes of it. And I really think next year is a big year for that. But I still moved him up to 22nd. I'm really just. I think he, I, yeah, the size things always worried me, but I think Brown showed that and Beckham showed that it doesn't quite make it. That doesn't matter as much as if you're just so quick that the defender can't even stay with you anyway. Yeah. Uh- the thing that kind of, I guess, worries me, and I, I, I'm not going to just throw shade at the guy because, you, you know, everything you say is pretty much correct. You can't deny how unbelievably athletic the guy is. But they're already talking about how he's going to pretty much give up on the kick returns. Um, my guess is, you know, probably even punt returns. We don't know what's going to happen with that. Do you really want your wide receiver, one, to be in danger of getting hurt on those things? And he had three touchdowns to that last year, you know, talking about his numbers. He had three on rushing, which I could see it could very well stay the same. You think that he's going to do that. Uh, you know, they're going to hand it off, throw some, you know, end rounds, everything like that to him. Um, my big thing about him is more about can he, can he continue having all of those big plays in KC's offense? You don't, you know, I mean, you have Alex Smith throwing yeah. it to him, and he's, he's limited as far as it goes with his arm. So even as fast as you are, you know, can you outrun – you know, Alex Smith, he probably could. He's that fast. So I'm kind of worried about the that position that he's in. Can he can he yeah. really be a possession guy that runs, you know, 10 yards out, turns back, catches the ball, does his thing? I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see that. So yeah. 22 is too rich for my blood, but there's no doubt that you could strike gold if you end up, you know, drafting the guy. Yeah, and I'm, I don't know. I got really excited about it. He's 22nd ADP right now. So not crazy, I guess, in that no. regard. Maybe the Antonio Brown, <laughs> Antonio Brown talk is, but one more guy. It's Jameson Crowder. My is the 30th player. My 28th, your 31st, which is odd because I feel like you're the Jameson Crowder guy here. You, <laughs> you, you were last year. I did. When I was with uh, Hale, you were on Crowder. I love Crowder, but that was also when he was with two aging wide receivers. True. Now he's with Pryor and Dotson and, and possibly Crowder. It's real. a weird situation with Crowder for me because I feel like for some reason he gets labeled as this like better PPR receiver and he's never caught more than 67 balls. <laughs> it's it's a weird thing. Like you, I hear this and people think of it that way, but he caught 59 and then he caught 67. He doesn't really, that's his numbers. 59 catches for 600 yards, 67 catches for 847. So you can see a jump happen. It went from two touchdowns to seven touchdowns. So we like that. I just don't know why people ever thought of him as like a PPR guy because he's really not. I, I think because a he was shorter than, yeah. you know what I mean, a well, big play guy usually. He, he still should step up, you think, because instead of a three, he should be the two now. I mean, it's just, I guess it depends on Docs, and yeah. he's probably not there yet. And him and Cousins obviously had a good rapport, yeah. um, so everyone was getting hurt last year. He, you know, Cousins leaned on him, and as you can see, a 5'10", you know, sophomore wide receiver that got seven touchdowns, um, you know, three games over 100 yards, is pretty substantial because we talk about that third year, fourth year really being the breakout. Crowder, I mean, damn did it last year. So yeah. I'm excited, but once again, I'm, I'm tailoring my expectations, kind of holding back because everything in that offense is brand new. It's not just one thing. It's literally like all three of the wide receivers are in a different position. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of reserving my uh, my thoughts because I really don't know. One guy could blow up, and then 
you know, those other two guys would be kind of back in the in the shadows waiting. So I'm waiting to find out. The only concern right now, too, is that he's had a lingering hamstring injury, so he hasn't practiced yet, and we'll see. Sometimes those things can last a while. I know. Those are always scary. Those ones that never really heal over there. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our top 30. We'll be back next week. We'll finish up. We'll probably go all the way through 60 next week. We have a lot of receivers to talk about, so we'll keep going on that. We'll have one more episode for you this week. We'll have our mailbag. We do every week. We have a bunch of questions from everybody this week. We'll get to those, answer all your questions. We will talk to you guys next time.